Welcome to another podcast by Guns and Yellow Ribbons. This is your Arsenal podcast by Arsenal fans for Arsenal fans. Enjoy the show. Hello, I'm Fergus from Guns and Yellow Ribbons. I'm joined today by Mike and Manny. We're going to look back at the Lisbon game, look ahead to the Palace game, and have the Guna debate. Hope you enjoy the show. This is an Arsenal fan- fans podcast by Arsenal fans for Arsenal fans. morning boys um, it's the sun is rising over over the hills in Essex for me um, it's an early start after being in the pub watching a dreary game yesterday but you know welcome to Guns and Yellow Ribbons I'm joined tonight by uh, this morning I'm used to tonight by Manny and Mike how are we doing boys Mike good morning yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, I haven't even finished a coffee yet so that's all you're getting out of me at the minute I've had a cup of tea, so I'm okay. Mike, uh, Manny? Yo, what's going on? Oh, you sound a bit more lively than others. Well, I've been up for a few hours. I've had breakfast. Um, I'm going to have a workout after this, so I have to be awake. Okay, well, I, I said to you beforehand, I've got the day off holidays today, uh, and so has my wife. So I'm going to drive into London, drop off the mother-in-law who stayed over last night, and then I'm going to be dragged around the fucking shops doing Christmas shopping. Oh, yeah, good luck with that. Yeah, <laughs> I'll be in the pub by two. <laughs> yeah, but still, I, I, I think going around to shops and buying presents is so outdated. But there you go. Yeah, there's bits and pieces you get. You got to buy kids' yeah, clothes yeah. and stuff like that. So yeah. Uh, I agree. What, one other thing I did um, on Wednesday, I did something unmentionable. You, you, you know, you're going to hell for that. You know, t- tell the people what you, what you done. Well, there's a stray cat that's in our garden, and my wife's cat's nuts. I'm, I'm not mad on cats. But I took, he's a male cat. He hadn't been neutered. He was fighting with some of the other cats and spraying and bits and pieces. I took him and done, I broke the man code. I got his bollocks chopped off. Mm. You're going to hell. With a kitchen I'm, knife. I'm telling you, you're, you're going to hell for that, bro. <laughs> oh, my God. I still feel so uncomfortable. Like, I, I'm I'm standing up right now just to, you know, make sure everything's in order. If you, you go to the freezer and take out some broad beans and just tr- drop two on the floor. <laughs> no, I'm good. I'm good. You, you Seriously. Are, yeah, you're going no. to hell. You know what? It's too early for this. Like, I feel so uncomfortable now, Fergie. Yeah, Thank I think you. the worst bit is it's a stray cat you did it to. Uh, well, that's the most important thing you, that you it's should do, It's not even actually. your cat. Yeah, but it's more important that you do, because one, one cat uh, in its lifetime can extrapolate into 20,000 cats by the time, because they can have two litters a year, up to six cats in a litter, da-da-da, and they can have ca- uh, kittens from the age of about six months. Um, they can be... Uh, they can carry two or three fathers' cats at the same time, so it's important to do it. So if you if 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 you're out there, people, and you got cats, make sure you get them neutered early on. None of this bollocks about having um, having the first litter and all that stuff. It doesn't do anything to them. So I'd like to um, just give a shout out uh, this morning and thank people who've listened in the in the past, and also a shout out to Mr. DJ, who is expat Guna uh, on Twitter, who keeps on sharing um, a list of uh, must-listen Arsenal pod- podcasts, which includes ourselves, uh, Ars Bros, uh, Guna Vision, is it Hybrid Heels, and a few others. There's quite a few that he, he uh, includes on there. So thanks very much, expat Guna. Uh, shout out to you. So, boys, we... Um, we watched. Uh, it's probably partly put on my morning mood. We watched watched Sporting Lisbon versus Arsenal. We hadn't played them since uh, the nineteen sixty nine nineteen seventy season when we beat them three nil overall uh, in the semi final of the Fairs Cup. Um, uh, we watched them last night at six six o'clock five fifty five, which is a weird time to watch football at. I must admit, especially with the the clocks due to go back, it was. It was pitch black. It felt like, by the time it finished, it felt like 10 o'clock at night. I don't know how you guys felt. Yeah, I agree. I, I was so just, sleepy afterward. I I'm so sleepy before it, never mind afterwards, but yeah. yeah I was definitely falling asleep towards the end of it. and I don't know if it was due to the time or the game. Yeah, it just it, and I was in, in the local hostillery, as as you would expect. Mm-hmm. and um, Hostillery. <laughs> Hostillery, yes. That's trying, what it is. To, trying to join, move it up in the world. Like, just call it what it is. Oh, it's a shithole. 
I was just kidding, you was going to call it the pub, and never mind the shit. <laughs> oh, no, it, it, it's a pub, but it's a shithole. <laughs> uh, so qualification from Group E was possible uh, when Unai Emery's side, if they can win this fixture, thus going on an 11-game uh, winning run. Arsenal uh, topped the group on six points with Lisbon, uh, with only goal difference separating them. Arsenal have two extra goals on plus five uh, versus Lisbon's plus three. Lisbon haven't been beaten at home in 30 games so they were our toughest opposition that we had um uh, to face what did you make of the game guys who wants to go first oh it was like watching paint dry it was terrible it was an awful game to watch i mean we didn't do much um sporting didn't do much i, I don't know how they went 30 d 30 games on beating at home because they're terrible I'm, I'm guessing you know after what happened to them in the summer you know with, with players you know leaving their contracts early and things like that so that that may have that may have had an effect but they're a terrible side it was a oh that i'd rather forget that game i'm just glad we got the win but <laughs> well we have nothing to talk about if we forget the game 11 players by the way left uh, the club in the summer following Ooh. a training ground attack by the ultras who were unhappy with just the general regime and we 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 talk about cronky and stuff like that <laughs> that's action <laughs> not a march yeah. not not a march of a black scarf movement and all that sort of stuff that's fucking action yeah but imagine what would have happened to to us and to well to fans like me if that would have happened you know the last couple of years uh, we've been in jail you, mate yeah you couldn't get away with in this country i just think no there's different things and different things are accepted. Football is just looked at so differently across Europe and, 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 and South America and places like that. You know, you look at Argentina and you got, uh, who was it? Um, oh, th- there's, oh, they're playing black and white. Who am I talking about? Who am I talking about? Who am I talking about? Oh, there's Boca Juniors, there's River Boca Plate. Juniors, that's it. Yeah, River Plate. And, and you look at those derby games and stuff like that. And oh, mate. You oh, look God. at some of the international football that you get some places and they've like a stadium that holds 50,000 and there's 100,000 in there and stadiums collapse and it's just football's nuts around the world we're, we're far far more civilised here but I think that's just general society so sporting place, have w- I'm going to say yeah just be, just be going on about that I think the worst place I've seen to be bad like in that sort of respect is Galatasaray mm-hmm. oh yeah welcome to hell and all that yeah well, Galatasaray, Galatasaray versus Fenerbahce is nuts. Oh, no. oh, my God. They even had a documentary about that derby. Like, Jesus. They, they take it to the extreme, though. I think for them, it goes beyond football. It's almost, you know, cultural um, with them. So, that yeah, that runs deeper than just than just the football did you, match. Did you watch that documentary? Oh, I did. You watch a documentary about another football team and you wouldn't watch the altogether now Man City Amazon one? Hell no, because it was about it was about a derby. Why the hell am I going to watch something about Man City? No, that that does nothing for me. Mike, he's got no culture, has he? It's up to him if he wants to watch it. Watch it. If you don't, you don't. God, I'm not going to force. I can't. You can't force someone to watch get it. Get those can splinters you? out of your arse, Mike. <laughs> no, I'm not going to sit here and say you've got to watch it, money, or else. No, I'm not watching that. For what? For what? I mean, that's not going to. It's not going to teach me anything. I don't really care for what they were doing. I don't really care what was happening back there for the Fenerbahce and and Galatasaray. I just wanted to know, you know, about the rivalry, how it started, and what happens on match days. That's far more interesting than seeing Pep screaming in the changing room. That that's no interest to me. Okay, okay. It's just a football education. That's all. So, and I, w- I wonder. I wonder. Slightly off that. Well, from that subject, if they made one about the forty-nine unbeaten season, how popular that would be, and would you like a documentary like the Man City one or the Fenerbahce one, or uh, I think Liverpool had one embarrassing one done a few years ago. Would you like one done about either? United Emery's first season are they unbeaten would you, would you like one done about Arsenal I don't yeah. like one done this year to see the new see, you know I mean the new regime coming in and stuff yeah, yeah I'd, I'd love that but I think Arsenal have got, I think Arsenal are way too private to allow that to happen though yeah they are they're getting more media savvy though they're, they're, like every day we're getting something churned out on, on Arsenal media TV or whatever it is you know where they're I don't know, do chatting to a player in the training ground or whichever. Yeah, chatting to a player on the training ground and asking the directors and other members of the staff and the CEO to have a chat to a camera, I think is a bit different. 
Yeah, I like. I I, I would like to see a fly in a wall thing though. So. Yeah. So we've covered the highlights of the first half then. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Well, nothing oh. really happened. Like, let's no. be real. Nothing really happened. We didn't. We didn't attack much. Um, we had a lot of headless chickens. Um, sporting. The only thing they really had was corners, and they did absolutely nothing from any of them. Um, you had, you know, Socrates pulled. Out. I mean, that that was the most interesting thing that happened in that whole half. Yeah, that, that he should have gone for that. No, mm. I disagree. Why um, he ripped the fucking shirt off him? Yeah, I've, I've watched it back. It, by all means. Don't get me wrong; it was a definite, it was definite yellow. But because Leno, because when you saw the replay and you saw Leno coming forward, he wasn't technically the last man. Leno would have been the last man. Yeah, but you got to Larice and how it worked. in the Tottenham game. <laughs> well, yeah, but, uh. <laughs> in all fairness, I couldn't give a flying about them. Yeah, but he 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 technically wasn't last man, but he came out two feet high it was violent and with Socrates he's pulling out his shirt he's holding the man back uh, of course he's not, not going to be last man if there's only him and the goalkeeper the goalkeeper doesn't count as last man yeah but look at look at it this way like Glorious came out of his area he was out of the box completely and cleaned the man out I mean that's that that's a red yeah, I don't know. I, I agree. Luis was a red. Luis was a, a red. Fuck so. him anyway. Jesus. Anyway, the thing yeah. is as well, I think, I think the, the whole, the referee, the fourth official, even the linesman had a poor game as well. Yeah. Yeah. Who, who, who was the one that we got um, their little number nine went down and he only got a tap on the ankle and it, it wasn't even hard and he's rolling around. Uh, I don't think there was any contact. We ended up getting, was it? Was it Holding got a yellow? I can't remember who got who got carded. I'll bring it up on here and we'll do it. But in the first half was generally shite. Um, second half, it improved, I suppose. What did you make of that disallowed goal, uh, Danny Welbeck? I thought it was a good goal. It was. The guy, the guy pretty much misjudged the flat of the ball, you know, felt the tiniest, the tiniest of touches and just thought, fuck it. He leaned, you know I mean? into, he leaned back into he leaned back into Danny Welbeck, and Danny Welbeck just wasn't there. He was, he was just, you know, and when Welbeck was too strong for him either way, so it was a perfectly good goal. But like you said, the officials were dog shit. I don't know what the hell they were seeing over there, but yeah, yeah. I think the yellow card that I'm talking about was the holding yellow card, um, and I don't know who who the player was, but it was it was nothing because holding and Mkhitaryan both got yellows. So um, I don't know if it was. Uh Oh, what's his name? Akuna, is it? Yeah, it was. I think it was Akuna, their number nine. Yeah, um, the left back, yeah, yeah. And no, he's there. number nine wasn't their left back, was yes, it? Yes, it was. Yeah, yeah, it was, yeah. I would yeah, it's a bit of a weird numbering system I think they've got there, but well what I would call weird, but Yeah, well to be honest, nowadays the old one to eleven yeah, doesn't happen anymore, all, does no, it? No, it don't really in Europe anyway. And yeah, yeah, so uh but yeah, they were just they were just dreadful. I thought I thought Sporting came out with a tactic of just like it was almost like Jose Mourinho was managing them. It was just like very defensive, very defensive. They didn't uh, the, the match stats. I think they at halftime they hadn't a shot on target, and by the end of the game, actually, they hadn't one shot on target. We had seven shots on target. Now with sixty-seven percent um, possession, we took fourteen shots versus their fifteen shots. As I said, seven on target versus none. Uh, corners well, were equal on corners, 11 corners each, and fouls 13 to them, 12 to us. So, you know, it was it was it was one of those games. I was impressed with Danny Welbeck, very impressed. I thought um, it was quite funny because somebody in the pub was gone, he's fucking shit. And I went, no, he's good. Oh, fucking get rid of him. Don't give him a new contract. I said, you know what? I would keep him. I would give him a new contract. We got him for 16 million. We've had him, what, for four or five seasons? He was an absolute bargain. Yes, he does get injured, but as we've said before, he is a threat to any defence. He runs at them and frightens the fuck out of defenders, uh, left, right and centre. Um, his finishing, you know, uh, I think that's what the guy came along, a guy called Chris came along and said, um, yeah, it's his third touch. And on the goal he scored on a second touch was the shot. I said, see, he took it on a second shot. It didn't take the third touch and he scores. <laughs> so... Well, um, compared to compared to the the compilation I shared to you guys about Lukaku, all right, I'd, I'd take Danny Welbeck all day long. 
Have you seen Lukaku's first touch? <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ. I mean, he takes four touches to get his first touch under control. He's terrible. So to to be honest with you, what Welbeck is a bit like that. I mean, he's not the most assured on the ball. But you know what you get with him? He's you get hard player. work. Yeah, you get hard work. You get graft. You know, you will get that that pacing behind. You get that bit of strength on the ball. You know, he's not the best finisher, but he tries at least. In my view, he's an utter professional. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You need players like him. He's a really good utility player as well, with him being able to play on the left and right and up front. Yeah. What should you make of Aubameyang? I'd say he was just above average. Um, It wasn't great, you know, but uh, but then again, that, you know, Sporting didn't really leave too many spaces in behind for us to utilize Aubameyang's pace. So he was starved of balls, really. To wanted to be fair for what don't he, mention he that likes word. to run on. Don't <laughs> mention that word. <laughs> Trust you. <laughs> that cat starved of balls as well. <laughs> I'll tell you who I was impressed with. Somebody whose balls have just about dropped. Gwendozy. Oh. Honestly, oh. I, 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 listen. I, I've I've said he needs time, and uh, I, I was the jury was still a little bit out on him for me, in the sense that he still does look like Bambi on ice. But his work rate in that game was unbelievable, and I tell you, it was very, very, very much different. And I think Johnny messaged us uh, in the group. It's very, very much different watching a player on telly and on highlights than it is at, at the stadium. You, you see a completely different game than what the director of ITV or BT Sports or whatever wants you to see. But even just watching the highlights back this morning before we came on, uh, Gwendozy was in every bloody shot. One second he's on front of the back four, next second he's up by Danny Welbeck. Uh, the, the, he's he's unbelievable player. Um, so yeah, balls have dropped and they're good. Fucking <laughs> hell! Oh god, it's too early for this. <laughs> I think we got a title. It's all about the balls. Oh god. Yeah. Torreira made a big difference when he came on. Oh man, you know what? <clears throat> it was, it was it was a good change first and foremost. Well, when he came on at first, I was a bit like, well, you know, Sporting are really attacking us, so it didn't really make sense to me at first. But as soon as he came on, passes forward, sharp, moving the ball quickly, beats what we had in the first half with with Ramsey and the headless chicken El Nenny. Th- those two were dog shit. El Nenny and Ramsey were were terrible there was no there was no real movement from them um, no creativity at there all. was there was absolutely nothing from them now I think, with, I, think, with, I think Ramsey was nullified out of the game a little bit El Nenny I agree Ramsey was absolutely terrible now if you read he, his he stats, nullified himself out the game he didn't he in what he way he barely moved well when he did move he was what, what did he do I think there was one thing he was he was more forward than Welbeck a lot of the time so it's like you're nullifying yourself out of there because if you're going to be in that number 10 role, you've got to be in an area where you can get the ball and create something. Uh, this is where I think Aubameyang struggled because he had no one to, you know what I mean, no one to get that pass off. And it, The older sort of, pass that we had against the, our last game. Um, it's too fucking early. I can't remember who we played last. Leicester, bro. <laughs> Come Lester. on. Leicester. Yes, I was there. I told you early. <laughs> Bloody hell! Yeah. So yeah, it's it. The thing is, he just saw it. He, he was running all over the place, but he was running into nothing, and he wasn't really. You know, it, I'm just trying to. It's, it's really early for me as well, so I'm trying to think of the words at the minute. I'm still waking up. I ain't even finished my coffee. Um, just he's just like running into other play, like the opposition players, so he couldn't actually get the ball. But then when they didn't pass to him. He was waving his arms up in the air and flapping about. It's like, you've done nothing to justify flapping your arms around. So no. That's what really got me with I him. Got that. I think, you know what, I, I I looked at his stats, right? And, and this is where I have issues with stats. Because for people who didn't watch the game, they will look at the stats and go, oh, but he had 90% pass accuracy. Right. But then yeah, there but was Parametasaka had great pass accuracy as well. Exactly. But then it was a breakdown of where the passes went. Now, 
using percentages, how often do you think the ball went forward? 5%. Oh, come on. No, d- uh, listen, when he's, when he's not on form, he's a fucking rugby player. You know, he's Welsh after all. So it's sideways, backwards, sideways, backwards. Come on, give, give me a better <laughs> prediction than that. Jesus. About 20% I'll go for. Okay. 18% of the time the ball went forward. The rest was sideways and backwards. What did I say? <laughs> okay, okay, we'll we'll give you that. You know, we'll give you that since you like those little wins. But you when, hate losses. Yeah, I, I hate losses, but I'll take that one. It's, it's not you know, it's not going to make any difference to my life, is it, Fergus? No, but the the point is when when Terreira came on. I mean, if you look at the World Bank goal, it was his pass first and foremost that went you know straight into Aubameyang. I think no, no, no. I'm thinking of a, I'm thinking of a different scenario but passes went forward it was quicker there, there was impetus there was a bit more there was a bit more drive Ramsey offered nothing absolutely nothing I don't care whether I need to you don't really need to be out in the stadium to see that he was ineffective mm, yeah no, I agree with it I'm sorry I do listen listen when, when when he has a bad day and a bad game which he had plenty of before and before I started liking him I was like oh fuck's sake it, 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 uh, Hightower next to me, He's you don't, you've not met him, uh, Tommy Payne, he used to be beside me, he's rented his ticket out to Wilf now, um, but Hightower used to be next to me and um, we used to be looking at uh, Aaron Ramsey and gone, fucking hell, rugby player, sideways, backwards, and every time he used to um, kick the ball forward, <laughs> we'd both shout out, knock on! <laughs> oh yeah, because it was, such a, it was such a rarity for him to pass it forward, but last night I- it was the same. I t- I'll tell you who else we, we could have done with if, if Torreira hadn't come on. Uh, Hector Bellerin. We just needed something. Uh, how I never thought I would say that the day that God were desperate for Bellerin to come onto the pitch. Oh, how how times have changed, haven't they, Fergus? Yes, I know. I know. Oh, wow. New manager. <laughs> new, new players, almost. No I, guess, no, I guess so, because you with Bellerin, me with Iwobi, I mean... They, they they seem like they're responding to Emery. Yes. Um, so I can see what you mean by having better in out there because it's just that outlet. We function so much better when we have fullbacks who are more efficient, who are willing to attack, who are willing to you know create those spaces. Whereas with Lichsteiner and, and Xhaka, to be honest with you, Xhaka didn't do too bad. I'll give him that. But going forward, we had nothing in terms of you know fullback support and width it was really yeah Shaq I thought defensively performed what he had to do but it was the outlet as you say like if he was doing the Bellerin role or or he was doing the Monreal role uh, they they give better crosses in they're better in the attacking attacking section Monreal is good either in either area but you know that was the first away win in Portugal um for Arsenal in six European visits. Uh, previously, we'd dro- drawn three and lost three. Uh, Danny Welbeck, we mentioned him earlier, and he's been directly involved in five of our uh, five goals in his last five starts for Arsenal in all competition, four goals and one assist. And as we know, we have now recorded our 11th successive win in all competition, the best run since October 20, uh, 2007, when we'd done 12 in a row. So it's 11... Got 11 wins uh, in 11 games in 11 years. So 11, 11, 11. Mm, I like omens like that. 11, 11, 11. Let's hope hope we can change that. And when we go away to Palace on Sunday, um, on Sunday at 1.30, early kickoff, means I'm at London Bridge at half past 10, meeting Jonah Hurl. Uh, who sorted me out a ticket? So I'm 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 going to the Palace game. Oh, that's going to be a great atmosphere. Yes, yeah. Early that's on the beer. Be a great atmosphere. Oh, and you're lucky. Uh, you know what? It's cheaper to go to an away game than it is to a home game. Hmm. I would have Twi- loved to have gone to. Out of all the the grounds in London, besides the Emirates, well, that whatever but palace would have been the ground i would like to go to because it's it's noisy whatever the score you know it's there's an atmosphere there and the away for and the always support is awesome so it would have been oh you're lucky 
Yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. So that's hence why I'm doing shopping today and uh, giving the day tomorrow to the wife to see what we can... Well, we haven't had our 25th anniversary day. We've had bits and pieces, but that's the day that we're having. We were married 25 years ago um, last week. So, yeah, I remember the date, honest. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've been unfortunate with only... Had, I think there's only been the one game up this way, so I, can, I can't go to any at the minute. Uh, it's Huddersfield. When is that game? Uh, I think we play. Well, we play them at home first. I think, don't we? Yeah, we, I know we're playing them. But when is it away? Uh, I'm not too sure. Without looking, this, it's got to be next. It's got to be next year, isn't it? I'll try and come up with that one. I think. I think the closest one is it. Man, you away? Is that in December? Yeah, yeah that's, that's the Wednesday somewhere. night. That's the Wednesday yeah, night think, after we I think beat I'll Spurs. Go to that one. I like that. <laughs> I'll be right. going to that one. Well, it's like you say, they are, they are that little bit cheaper and it helps. You know, It does help a lot because I know for myself and there's a few other people, when you're travelling down to London, it can cost in excess of 100, 150 quid. Well, you're, you're coming down for the sporting return game. How much? Are you, I know you're doing two days, but uh, how much is your train ticket down? Oh, yeah, well, I've booked it early enough, which I mean, my ticket's 52 quid and that's the It's still 52 back. quid. Then, then you add on, okay, it's a Europa League game, but I think it's... 16 quid so before you're already at 75 quid you haven't ate anything you haven't had a drink you haven't got a tube yeah, exactly, in London yeah. and you know if I wasn't being uh, you know what I mean if, if, yours, if I wasn't staying at yours for instance uh, you know I'd have to fork out for a hotel as well because yeah. cause it would be too late to get the train back because I don't really do I mean the latest last train up this way is probably about 8, 9 o'clock in the morning, yeah, because it wants to get up there by the evening, doesn't it? So, well, no, that's off, what I mean. Uh, at night, with it being a late kick, <laughs> is it eight o'clock kickoff, isn't it, on that one? Yeah, it is eight. Yeah, yeah. so by the time there's no chance I'd have to have to book a hotel. So there's yeah, which is another hundred quid. quid. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, well, if I was going to the Manchester game, me, I'm only ninety nine pound a night, so you're all right. Oh, that's not too bad then. Ninety nine, ninety nine. Yeah. <laughs> well, obviously, this... for me, with Manchester, I can just skip across the M sixty two and skip back home again. It only takes like. Two two and a half hours, if that. See, I, I could do Manchester easy enough, but now the M6 has just been chopped up to bits. It's it's just a nightmare. Uh, to be honest, I, I the, the reason I've got today and yesterday off was I was meant to be either in Manchester or Blackpool for a sales meeting, and I knew the game was on. And after the sales meeting, we've got enforced. Um, it's called enforced enjoyment, which you've got to pay to go and do something you don't want to do. And the last time was bowling in Bournemouth, and I I didn't kick off, but I just went. Nah, not for me, and it didn't go down too well. So uh, I decided I'd, I'd I'd leave that. It wasn't worth it. So I ended up watching the game in the pub. Uh, so in this fixture last season, we took the lead from a uh, goal from Mustafi uh, with ex-Spurs player Townsend equalising. Uh, it took two quick-fire goals from Alexis Sanchez uh, to let Arsenal claim a three-two victory at Crystal Palace. Um, Tompkins got a late goal in the 89th minutes to, to make it 3-2 so Mustafi scoring a goal Alexis Sanchez Jesus how we've changed in just one season what do you reckon the lineup is going to be? Hmm. Honestly I'm hoping Monreal or Kolasinac are fit I do not want to see Xhaka at left back again um, I think Mustafi will come back in Bellerin will come back in. Ozil will come back in. Iwobi will come back in. Yeah, Mustafi why, will come not, back in. Why not leave Socrates in? And I hope Socrates will stay in. Yeah, Socrates and holding for a bit. Yeah, I, the fact, I'm going with the fact that he was rested last night. So I think he will come back in, you know, for the Palace game. I don't know. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I reckon he'll rest holding because he's, what's he played now? Four, four or five games on the bounce now? Yeah, but then again, he had the international break-off. So True. Kind of counteracts that, doesn't it? But no, I, I think I think Mustafa will come back in. Um, I hope Mkhitaryan doesn't keep his place because I think he was he was awful last night as well. Um, I would I'd like to go with Welbeck on the right wing and see how that goes. Yeah, yeah, but we've got Blackpool again on, is it Wednesday night? Yeah, that's true, isn't it? So and then what that'll is it? Be a, that'll be a kids' game, that I reckon. There won't be very many senior players in that one. And then we got the late kickoff against Liverpool on um, on Saturday. Yeah, the, the game everyone thinks we're going to lose. I really do. Uh, not everybody. Over. 
not everybody. Mm. I just want to see how we do against Palace. And like I've, I've said, I'm going. You guys will be watching TV, I expect. But what what do you expect of the game? I'm a little bit nervous about this one, partly because Jonah's going. <laughs> um, I any Premier League away game after a European away game um, is a potential banana skin. So that's a Wenger. Um, that's a Wenger statement. No, it's just true though isn't it look at Fulham true true but I think Palace are they've got a bit more about them than Fulham really um, I, I think so I think they've, they've got a lot they've got more um, they've got more uh, oh, what's the word I'm looking for bollocks no oh for <laughs> oh god <laughs> <laughs> they got players that can hurt us, you know, with with Zaha and with dare I say it, Townsend. Um, so Only two so, points between them in the in in the table. But I think Palace will stay up. I think Fulham are. I think they're dead food, to be honest. No, I think Fulham will survive with the expense of either Cardiff or Southampton. Mm, I, don't I see think it. Huddersfield, Cardiff, Southampton go down. Newcastle will dig themselves out, uh, and Fulham will dig themselves out. Well, well I guess we'll see. Mm. No, I just think Palace have more about them. I think they'll make it tough for us. Um, but I, I, I still think we'll nick it by the old goal. Okay. Who's their biggest threat? Zaha? Yeah. Yeah, 100%. He's their best player. He's not having the best of times, but he's their best player by far. And score predictions. I've got one from the USA. He's gone for 3-1 to the Arsenal. Manny? Mm. 2-1. It's going to be tight. 2-1 to Arsenal? Yes, sir. Mike? I'm going to go all out. I'm going to go 3-0 to the Arsenal. Bold. Very bold. And I'm going to be cautious. Even though I come alongside as a Wengerism, I'm going to go for a draw. 1-1. I hope I'm wrong. I do hope I'm wrong. Because I want to come back with no voice. And three goals in the bag. Three points in the bag. I, 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 I hope you're right on this occasion, Mike. Um, I can't give... Go on. They've lost the last three games, so they aren't doing great at the minute. You know, I mean, they lost to Bournemouth two one. They lost to Wolves one nil, and the most Palace, recent Palace was... won the last. Oh yeah, the, yeah, sorry, yeah, they drew and won before that. Yeah, lost the last three games. Yeah, in a row. They, yeah. yeah, they beat West Brom before Bournemouth, yeah. and then they lost to Everton two nil. So yeah, it could be. It's going to be a tough one. Don't get me wrong, but I think with with us playing the way we are at the minute. Uh, yeah, we've we've always got that chance of a, a leaky goal, uh, but sometimes you think, well, I like Leno in goal at the minute. I think in, in I've fairness, been he's been absolutely on fire. And if anyone was going to hurt us, I thought I thought Sporting might have even got a, an effort or something, but they even didn't. And so I still think we I think we're going to come out with a clean sheet. Hmm. I would like at this point to give you an update on a prediction league. Um, but I bought a new laptop in, in the week and um, it linked with my cloud that I store everything on and it filled all my memory up on the laptop because it's only, it's only like um, an internet book, netbook sort of thing. And I deleted it off the laptop and it deleted it off the cloud. So I have got uh, a copy of the Prediction League up until uh, the Volscar game. Um, so I'm going to have to go troll tra- back through some of our records to see I can update and give you an update the next time, but we could be fucked on this one. You do know that. <laughs> what the fucking hell, Fergus? Hey, listen, when my uh, when my secretary comes in, I'm going to beat the crap out of that person. Me. Uh, okay. Okay, well, well, just tell the people who's leading. I don't know. Yes, you do. I can't. I I, no, no, no. I can't tell. It's not official. Nothing's yes, official. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. <laughs> I predicted a Leicester score right. So I'm leading still. <laughs> you know what? I was. I was in at the Leicester game, and at two one, I was okay. I knew we got equal points. When it went three one, I went fuck. Come on, we need another goal. We need another goal. <laughs> you really want me to 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 lose this, don't you? Uh, no, I want to win. I well, I, I am a competitive person. Of course, I saw that from from last season when you were being smug on every podcast because you were leading. Well, let me tell you this: I'm not going to be as smug as you. I'm just going to let the results play out. 
Well, you never know. When I update the prediction league, you mightn't be in the league after all. I will be in the lead. <laughs> no, if I've, got, if I've got the official spreadsheet, you mightn't be. I will be in the lead. Mm, okay. <laughs> <laughs> right, Liverpool. Do some dodgy sums here. <laughs> no, you better not. You better not. I know I'm leading. <laughs> so it's all good. Right. Let's look at the other 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 areas. We'll, I, I've noted down here Liverpool Ben handball handball for penalty. Um, I can't remember who Ben is. It was a head to ball penalty decision given. Uh, is that inconsistent? When you, the commentator said there was no intent, but on Monday everyone was saying Rob Holding was a penalty, um, uh, which it probably was. But he had no intent of touching that ball either. What you make of that? I just it's just. I suppose the question is more about um, just inconsistent refereeing. Yeah, I'd go with that. Uh, not only that, I think, like you say, everyone, everybody, every pundit was saying it was definitely a, a penalty for Rob Holding and stuff like that. And then, and then, like you're saying, oh no, it's not. It's Liverpool. It wasn't that. It was ball to hand. Rah rah rah. Yeah. Yeah, their first penalty wasn't a penalty, though, was it? No, I didn't think it was. No, I didn't even uh, watch the game. I'm, I'm going to be honest. I didn't watch the Liverpool game as well. I knew they were going to win it, so mm. I watched no, I had, the highlights only because of the uh, agenda. <laughs> I thought, oh, best watch them. <laughs> <laughs> hey, did you watch the other game, the Tottenham game? Oh <laughs> hell yes! <laughs> oh man, yeah. I watched it when it was because I've I've got the BT Sport app. Um, so when Steve announced it, actually on social media, he was like, "I want Lozano more because he just scored against them." So I just went on the app and I just went back to see the goal, and then I stopped watching the game because Tottenham were leading, and I can't stand watching them win. So then when when Loris was given a red card, I went right back to watching the game, and they just burst it up as usual. Have they fucked it up completely? Are they out of the Champions League? Yeah, they're gone. That that club is just a joke. Like, did you see the the the, the advertisement for the stadium? <laughs> like the only place to watch the Champions League. You, they're idiots. They don't even have a fucking stadium. They don't have a stadium. <laughs> they might not have Champions League. It would just it would just be so Tottenham for that to happen. You know, I think the cherry on top if PSV do him over in the next game and make him just drop out of Europe completely. Ah, that was that was my next question. Do you yeah. want the Do you want them to finish third or fourth? Would you like them in the Europa League? Would you want to meet them on the route to Bacow? No, I want uh-uh. them to drop out. Fuck them. Yeah. They get, but no, then all, all, the way. Then all those swamp. Ca- I, I nearly said it. All those those swamp <laughs> dwellers. <laughs> All those swamp dwellers will be gone. Ah, we didn't want to be in there. I was with one last night, and he's gone. Nah, I want to drop out now. I don't want to be in that. We're, we're going to concentrate in the League Cup. They came along, and I really the do hope. That's <laughs> amazing, isn't it? That they've gone from. Oh, we're going to concentrate on the Champions League and the Premiership. Oh, we're going to go for the League Cup. Nice one. It, seriously, that was quote unquote. Our squad isn't big enough. We're going to concentrate in the League Cup. I said West Ham are going to smash you. You're going to book kids out because you've got another game of the weekend. Um, Monday they've got Man City, and oh yeah. That'd be funny. Knocked out they're the League Cup. Knocked out the Champions League. They're a joke. They're a joke. And you see Man City <laughs> sailed away to victory uh, against Donetsk. Shakhtar Donetsk. Nope. Didn't see that game either. No, I missed that one. But what do you make of Pep's um, cry to the fans, put the team under pressure? Uh, like They failed to turn out the group stages. There's loads of empty seats. And listen, the group stages are in the Champions League. They're slightly better than the group stages in the Europa League. At least you're playing in the main decent sides. But they just don't turn out. And Man City just seemed to... Because I think it was a UEFA sanctioned them over, under financial fair play and, and over-fined them in comparison to other people. For uh, There was a player racially uh, abused another player and the, and the fine they've got was less than Man City got for turning up late or coming out late for a second half of a game so it was totally disproportionate and then they start booing the Champions League theme music uh, and so on but they just don't they don't want to turn up what do you make of that? Uh, I think it's always an ask for 
to ask fans to go to a Champions League game, especially in the Ukraine as well, uh, on, in a weekday? It, 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 it's, it's not the away games. The away games are never a problem. People will turn up to away games. It's the home fans. Oh, well... You just gotta look at, yeah, you got to look at ourselves as well. Uh, during weekday games, you know what I mean? Even our stadiums, you know what I mean? Terrible. It, yeah. It, it, I, it's, I, I, it's a lot to ask people, especially if they're working. and You know I mean? Everyone's got to earn money at the end of the day, and the last thing on your mind at the time is probably going to a football match. You, you've probably got other things to go to I would have thought well. the majority of Man City fans in the main, are Mancunians rather than Man United come from London and Brighton. Well, this is what over. I mean. They're all, yeah, you got to look at it this way. They're actually all from Manchester rather than from so, tourists from the rest of the world. Yeah, so they finish work at five or six o'clock. They can get <laughs> to that to that game. I, I think the solution in a lot of the Champions League, especially the group stages, is the games are overpriced. They're all cat games, 60-odd pounds. Yeah, that's, that, that's another thing as well, obviously. If you're paying... Fifty, sixty pound on a weekday, then paying again fifty, sixty pound on a on a weekend. It, it all adds up. And they don't include the Champions League in the season ticket. I think you're obliged to buy them, and you can have to opt out or some things like that. But at least we include ours in our season ticket. I'm not too sure. Um, I know a season ticket holder at Man City, so I will have to ask him. Yeah, would that be interesting to find out? See how many cup games they get because I know Spurs. It's just the nineteen games, and their season tickets are dearer than uh, the guy I know. His season ticket is dearer than mine. Um, Man United will Maureen last till the sixth of December. <laughs> Can <laughs> we be the ones to put the final nail in his coffin and reap revenge for the eight-two at Old Trafford? Wouldn't that be something? Oh, I just think I've had a, um, a teenage moment. Wouldn't that be something? Oh, you had a crisis. <laughs> no, something else. But we won't go into that. Oh God. <laughs> that, oh. <laughs> I'm bad on this oh. tea shit, aren't I? <laughs> oh my God. I I'll tell you this. I, I'll. It it would be awesome because first of all, I'm I'm loving watching him struggle. I love it. And then watching United was probably the most depressing thing about this whole week. It was worse than watching us against Sporting. For the simple fact that United were at home. Yes, they don't have the same quality as Juventus, but they didn't try at all. At no point did they really put Juventus under any real pressure. Juventus were comfortable, you know, just passing the ball around. There was no pressure on the ball. Um, The players could get the ball and turn there were no United players anywhere near them Lukaku was having a superb game I wish he would carry on because the Benny Hill song was amazing to his highlights <laughs> so I want him to continue you know but they United are just crap and I love watching their fan channels after it it's awesome now it you know really what people is. used to do with AFTV <laughs> fuck yes watching United fans go on there and moan and complain considering how arrogant they were over the years it's awesome i don't know any united fans anymore they've disappeared and if, if they you, do there's, appear, a, there's a big rock at the end of my garden i think there might be some underneath there maybe because they're nowhere to be seen now they're struggling and i love it long may it continue will it will he last till december the 6th though he will he will but i don't i don't even think they'll they'll sack him if we beat them I think they'll keep him for the simple fact that if they sack him, they've got to pay him a shit ton of money. Yeah, but I, I was having this conversation with Rory uh, and they said it's, uh, was it Rory? Or one of my brothers anyway. Um, and they were saying it's cheaper to sack him than lose the likes of Pogba, a hundred million uh, pound player uh, and, and the hair and so on. So, you know... Who have they got? They've got Bournemouth away. They've got Juventus a lot they of get... players on the last year of the contracts as well. Martial just rejected, you know, their latest contract offer. De Gea I would really be looking year. into him. Who? De Gea is on his last year. Yes, oh, he is. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, Martial. Who else is there? Luke Shaw, I think he's just... Oh, yeah, he's just signed another one, hasn't he? Um, God, who else is there? They play is Everton on Sunday. Is another one, isn't he? Yes, he is, yeah. They play they play Everton on Sunday, then away to Bournemouth, excluding the Champions League, just looking at the league. Uh, then they've got m- m- away to City, home to Palace, and in between there they've got the second leg of the Juventus and Young Boys. 
Southampton and then us on the mm. Wednesday night. Uh, if depending on what the city score is, I can th- I could probably see that being the last nail in the coffin. Mm. Yeah, yeah I, agree. I didn't even know they had City between. No, I didn't. <laughs> so I was a bit like, oh, uh, yeah. Depending on what that score is, I think that could be uh, that Ooh. could be I, it. That could be a draw because Pep Pep will do what he did against Liverpool, and that, but it's at it's at City. So oh, oh no, he'll go for it, he'll especially after it, what yeah. happened last season. Hmm, that's true. That's true. Thierry Henry got his uh, first draw in the Champions League away to Bruges, our club Bruges. Yeah, did he take off a substitute? He substituted he, a substitute. He done a song. No, I don't. He done a Nawobi. Yeah, I mean, I don't think Not he had Nawobi, his reasons. A a Bue, a Bue, that's it. Yeah, he had a, he had his reasons. Um, I just wanted, I just want to see him do well. I, I really do. I really do. So I'm following Monaco closely. Uh, this season, um, yeah, but I, I just wanted to, to to do well. You, I think they'll beat Bruges in the in the, in the return leg. Uh, Bruges are terrible. And you say you're following him. Have you been watching any of the the league stuff? I, I'll admit I haven't. How I know? I think did they lose their first game. Yeah, he lost it. Um, didn't watch the game because I didn't even know at what time it was on. Um, but yeah, he lost his first game. It's got to take some time over there. Um, but I, I think he'll do all right. I hope so. Anyway. Um, I sent a link to Marcello Brozovic, the Inter Milan well midfielder, well hides behind the wall to stop um, Sanchez free kick for Barcelona. That's clever shit, isn't it? It's, it was Suarez, Fergus. What's that? <laughs> it was Suarez, not Sanchez. Suar- oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> it's early. I need okay. a beer. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't usually help, does it? No, it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> and you guys don't fucking help, are they? No, <laughs> yes. not meant to. Yeah, Suarez free kick. Sorry, Sanchez. Fuck's sake, that's <laughs> hilarious. I mean, he didn't get penalised for that, did he? Uh, no, no, no. Well, that was hilarious. It's not against the law. It's not as long as it doesn't touch his hands. It's not it against the law. Hilarious. When I saw him down there, I thought, wait, did he slip or did he actually position himself there? That's awesome. And I think what was even funnier was um, Messi's reaction. Did you see his face? No. No, uh, I didn't see that. Let me just send it, send this to you in a message group and uh, copy. It's it's on the agenda, uh, but you're not on Apple, so you wouldn't know, would you? Oh, don't start. Don't start <laughs> with that. <laughs> I've just sent you the, the link to the story. Right. So, I'll have a look at that after we're done here. Yeah. Mm. Uh, we've only got a couple of things to do, which was um, Tottenham extending their loans from by a hundred million to five hundred million. Um, but what what was interesting or frightening about that is the interest that they're paying. One, it's short-term bridging loans. Um, they're over four years where we've done ours long-term, although we paid them off quicker. Well, we've done ours over 25 years. They've done theirs over five years, and they're paying three and a half percent over LIBOR, which is Fucking expensive. I I do this for a living, sort of stuff. So um, that's expensive money. Expensive money. I'm so happy that they're fucking themselves over. Um, finally, Aren't we all. <laughs> finally, there's we, we've got a, a thing on here for Emery's tactics. I I sent a YouTube clip. What what did you make of that, guys? Um, does somebody want to explain it a little bit? Scanny, over to you, mate. You didn't watch it, did you? Yes, I did. Did you? Yes, sir. I'll let you go first, then. You didn't watch it, did you, Scully? <laughs> no, I completely forgot. <laughs> Jesus Christ. No, it was, just, it was just a breakdown of how we've changed on the Emery. Um, so there was talks about, you know, the high defensive line, which to me is a bit scary, considering that we've got slow centre-backs or so playing that high and line. That, that is, is a thing of, in there that it did mention we need faster centre-backs to make this work. We do. I mean, it, it's it's scary. Um, and it, I liked, you know, the bit about the attack and how we go from a 4-2-3-1 to a 4-2-2-2 when we attack, um, when we create 
creating overloads on the flanks. So I saw an example in the, the Fulham game for it was one of the chances that we had. Um, Monreal was on the ball, and then you had Iwobi who was going in behind him, and you had Xhaka supporting them, just creating that three v two. And we do that everywhere on the pitch, and it was the same for Ozil's goal against Leicester. Um, so we do that a lot, and we have more players running into the box when we're attacking. So when that happens, and we've got when you've got four or five players going into the box while we're attacking, what it makes the opposition do, it makes them you know defend narrow. So that makes us have a lot of space on the wings. So it's it was awesome stuff. I I loved it. I loved watching it. And we're getting more crosses into the box, you know, just by playing that way. Most of our goals are coming in from. I mean, how many assists has Bellerin had this season? I was just going to say, watching that made me respect Hector Bellerin more and understand why we do criticise him about his lack of defensive duties, but he's not really meant to defend anymore. He's definitely, they've gone into more wingers and attacking players, aren't they? No, he definitely, definitely has to defend a bit more. No, but, but what I'm saying is defense, by, playing that, by playing that tactic, mm-hmm. um, his defensive duties are almost taken away from him as he's the supplier of the crossing and the assists and, and as is Monral if he's on the other side or, or Klasniak. No, I guess, mm-hmm. I, I guess I'd agree with that. But it's just... It's That's the second one. F- yeah, okay, okay. Um, but it's just, it's just nice to see the team with a plan so again, I go with that four-two-two-two shape when we're attacking. It just what it does. It just crowds, you know, the, the central area. Um, it, it crowds the half space and it creates width as well for our fullbacks when we attack that way, and it makes us less susceptible to the counterattack through the middle uh, on the wings. That's a different story. Mm. Um, but I, I'm enjoying watching this develop. Yes, and, it's, right. and it's fun, and it's fun to see the players, you know, t- you know, take that on board, and actually want to learn, and actually want to to play this way. So, but the, on their faces, the concentration level looks really intense, and they look like they're really they're working, they're enjoying it, working at it, and trying to develop themselves. I- Iwobi's face is, is a perfect example. He just looks like he's just sucking it all up. He is. It seems like he, the, the majority of them are like new players, mm. right? They, they've got that new lease of life. I mean, it will be came out in the week saying, you know, how things are different and how Emery is allowing him to express himself out there. And the fact that Emery is micromanaging him, not just him, but whoever is on that side, be it Bellerin, be it Iwobi, be it whoever is on that ball, you, Emery is there pointing where he wants them, what he wants them to do, step back, do this, do that. It's beautiful to see. Do you reckon Emery has a plan B? Yes. Because he has a plan ja- B, C, and D. Because Jack Wiltshire was talking to Laid Youssef of the Islington Gazette. He's the Arsenal correspondent there. And he was saying, Jack Wiltshire said, it was, a, it was a shame Arsenal couldn't win the Europa League and with Arsene Wenger, um, for Arsene Wenger, but the team had no plan B. <sighs> <laughs> we never did have a plan B with him. No, nope. I know, but fuck's sake, Jack. No, 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 no. no. If he wants to, you know what I mean? He's got to talk about these things at the end of the day, hasn't he? Because it's true. Yeah. We had, well, we knew this. That's that's the thing, we knew this. So it's it's funny to see a next player confirming that. We had no plan B. It was just, you're playing this way and that's it. You know? Mm-hmm. It's a shame. Well, this, mm-hmm. this, this is it, isn't it? And as well with... Under Emery, the players are playing with a sense of purpose as well. And like you say, you can see it on the faces. So, And when you've got a plan and you've got a plan B, you've got the backup plan, you've got this plan, you've got that plan, it all makes sense. And you can see that in, like I say, you can see it in the faces, you can see it in the play. They are playing with a sense of purpose. Every player seems to know their role. Yeah, exactly. They're going out on that pitch and they know exactly what their role is and what they need to be doing for those 90 minutes. There's a lot more talking to the team as well with point, you know what I mean? Like you see players, Socrates did it last night where you saw him pointing, you know what I mean? Look, play it that way or play it that way. You know what I mean? Giving them options. Yeah. Did you see Listiner actually last night shouting at Ramsey and saying something to Ramsey and then pointed to his armband, like, uh, touch his arm as, as much as say, you should be fucking doing this. You are, you are the fucking captain. 
See, I didn't even, I didn't see that. What I did see was Xhaka trying to organize, you know, certain players when we had, when Sporting had a corner. I was like, well, look at this. Yeah, um, I did see Lich sign a shouting, but I didn't know who he was shouting at, but, because um, he, well... In all fairness, I think he, I think he told quite a few people to f off. <laughs> oh yeah, he doesn't need a reason to, no. to have a go at someone. He I mean, did, did you see that clash with him and then Quartes? Like that was just ridiculous. Oh, Steve, got, yeah. Steve How shouted. Was that not a red? Because Speaking you know what, what? Yeah, what's the point of having these officials behind the goals and, and the linesmen if they can't even see that? It was right there. <laughs> it was just plain as day as well. You know, it wasn't as if it was in a crowd either. That should have been a straight red. I think I need to give you an update. Uh, we'll jump back to Jack Wilshere in a second. Uh, while while we've been recording this, my brother Rory, who was mentioned in this podcast and in uh, the last podcast, myself and Johnny met him at the Bank of Friendship. And uh, he tried to ring me and I just messaged him, sorry, I can't talk now. And uh, I just said, do the podcast. And I've got a message back on, okay, you'll be hearing from my lawyer, slander. Johnny, I think we're in the shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Listen, um, Lay's done quite a few articles on, on Jack. I don't know if you've read them all, but if, if people want to, Islington Gazette, uh, they've, they've got, um, he's done a, a special piece with him. He's done a bit about he wanted to stay and would have stayed if Fenger stayed. Obviously, the plan B bit. Uh, he's talked about at West Ham and so on. There's been some good insight Um to, to the guy he's got, he's got like quite, a, quite a lot of insight and hopefully uh, we'll have something further uh, coming from Lathe uh, over the next few days uh, boys anything else hold you'd like hold on go on we have to talk about Paul Merson oh I am and not you can't, about to let can't, him go can't use that word I know I can't use that word okay I know I can't use that word I'm going to try to be diplomatic about it actually no I'm not he's a dickhead you know what? I, I read his book, How Not to Be a Professional Footballer, and I enjoyed it. And boy, did he go through the mill um, and did he take the piss out of the club and everything else. Uh, the, I, but I wanted the Facebook groups um, that the guy used to check himself out. We fucking stood beside him when he was doing class A, pissed, uh, on uh, gambling. He was fucked and the club stuck by him. And now he, all he does is slag the club off, left, right and centre. The guy's he's, a dickhead. He's a twat. He's a mm. twat. The thing is, it seems that the majority of these pundits have forgotten that Emery's new. Right? Emery's new. And for him to be doing what he's doing, you know, being new and learning the new league and learning about his his players, right, is something that should be commended. One minute when you hear pundits talk to that, it's not easy to win a game in the Premier League. He's won seven in a row, but, but he hasn't played it in one. That's what, That's the first thing that put that came out of Paul Merson's mouth. They haven't played anybody. No Liverpool yeah, would tell them to there's only, four, there's only four or five other teams in the league then. <laughs> exactly. This, this is the thing that really pisses me off. Where was Watford when we beat them? Fifth. They're in the top. Yeah, exactly. They're in the top six. So how can they turn around and say at the time that we haven't played a top six team when we beat the fifth place team at, yeah, uh, for, this year? Everton were in the top eight when we played them. Exactly. Fulham it's, had spent a fortune. They've got Seamus. They've got... Like, um, like Manny just said, every team in the Premier League is a difficult game. It doesn't matter who you're playing. If you look at last year, these are the games we would either gone out and drawn or even lost. Mm-hmm. So to come away with seven wins on the bounce and only losing to Man City and Chelsea, which at the minute, they're the top two teams... So yep. it's they're we've a bunch got, of idiots. We've got beaten, was it by Bournemouth and Southampton, and you know we've we've got beaten by these lower teams. And well, uh, yeah, exactly, and it's they don't just beat Arsenal; they do beat the other top clubs too. Like we, we should say top clubs. I've seen, you know, I mean, Manchester can lose to these clubs. Uh, both of them can. Oh it, yeah, you, you, you know can what I mean? Go it it doesn't matter. It, it really doesn't matter. Any game in the Premier League, which is this is why I love the Premier League so much. Any game is a tough game. Exactly. You can go to any ground on any given day and lose. City yeah, went to Wolves and, and struggled, you know, like United struggled against Newcastle at home and Newcastle were terrible. It can happen to any of the big sides, but because it's Arsenal and because we are putting those wins on a bounce and because we're not really playing well, right, they're just picking at that, oh, they haven't played anybody. 
But then when it's other teams, oh, oh, it's tough to play in the Premier League. It's tough to win games in the Premier League. I mean, come on, give credit where it's due. But pundits like Merson and all the others, they just do not want to give Arsenal credit. And to be fair, you guys carry on because it just means we can go under the radar and keep picking up those points. Exactly. And this is what I mean. Leicester well were Premier League winners a couple of years ago. So they're not exactly oh, yeah. no, nobodies, are they? Yeah, but now because we, we beat them, oh, it, oh it's nobody. No, they're, Arsenal they're always no do this. Well, Any, yeah. Anybody who's been in the Premier League for three or four seasons, they're decent opposition. Anybody who's come up from are. the lower leagues, like Wolves, Fulham and so on, they're un- an unknown quantity. And They're a dangerous comp- you know what I mean? They're a dangerous every game. Every day is an FA Cup final for them. Preach. Well, this is what I mean. Even the you know, what I mean, the teams that have just been promoted, they're a dangerous. They are a dangerous game because, like you just said, they're an unknown team. They're, they've got nothing to lose. These teams that have just mm. come up, because it's so like if some- they go, you know, what I mean, they go back down. It, it doesn't matter to them because it's like, oh, we had a year in the Premiership, and oh, look at that, we, we beat Arsenal when we was in the Premiership. We beat Man United. Yeah. So it's they've got nothing to lose. So in summary, yeah. we're basically saying, Merson's a dickhead. He's a dickhead. I mean, think back a few years ago. The whole came up into the Premier League and beat us at home. Exactly. Let's leave out that. I'd rather not think about that. Boys. It was terrible. It's been early. We livened up towards the end. I think a stuttering start. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, just a bit. (laughs) Just a little. Just a little. Uh, Our balls dropped. And we got on with it. Thanks again, boys. It's been brilliant. You've been listening to Guns and the Other Ribbons and Arsenal Podcast by Arsenal fans for Arsenal fans. If you want to get in touch with us, it's email info at gunsandtheyellowribbons.com, Facebook at Guns and the Yellow Ribbons, and on Twitter, we're at Guns and the Ribbons, or even on Instagram at Guns and the Yellow Ribbons. Hope you've enjoyed the show, and up the Arsenal. Thanks for listening to Guns and Yellow Ribbons, an Arsenal podcast by Arsenal fans for Arsenal fans. Follow us on Facebook at Guns and Yellow Ribbons or Twitter at Guns and Ribbons and remember to rate and review us too.